Welcome to another episode of the Dentology podcast where we discuss the business of dentistry. In this podcast series we'll be discussing all the non-clinical aspects of dentistry from goodwill values, finance, marketing, how to buy and sell a dental practice mindset through to where you can invest your money in team management issues. My name is Andy Acton and I'm joined by my co-host Chris Strevens. Let's jump straight into it. So welcome to our latest episode of Dentology, the Business of Dentistry podcast. And today we're joined by Kish Patel and Jim Vigada. They're the founders of the Smile Clinic Group of Dental Practices, also the founders of the Smile Clinic Academy, delivering courses all over the UK. Uh, they're motivators and family men. Welcome, gents. How are you both? Absolutely fantastic. And thank you for the intro, uh, Andy, Chris, and appreciate you know the invitation to catch up with you boys as well. Oh, and also, to add to that, they're very nice chaps as well. Oh, very nice chaps. Nicest people in dentistry. Oh, yeah, there we go. But, but we say that to everybody. But the thing is, for me, guys, you're like, you're, you're celebrities in dentistry. You've got a very distinctive look. You've got endless energy and you're constantly pushing the boundaries of what's happening in the, in the profession. And I think it's brilliant. You know, we when we kind of look to, to create episodes, we always think kind of, go, what's the overarching message here? And for me, with you guys, it really is like next generation thinking. You know, you're doing things in danger that haven't been done before. Um, you're trying to lift everybody up that you come into contact with. It's not just about you guys and your practice and your academy. You're genuinely, I believe, trying to raise the game of dentistry. But let's wind it back. How did it all start? Do you guys remember that first day you met? When 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 was that? Take us right back to the beginning. I definitely won't forget that. Kish, you want to go through how we first met? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, look. I, fe- I first met Jin um, on our first day at university a little while ago now, a few years back. And uh, all I remember is Jin bouncing around, comes up to me and goes, I'm a DJ and I don't drink. I'm like, listen, this guy, okay, look. This is something He's got about to be my guy. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, he can get me into all the clubs and, uh, and they've got a chauffeur home. So, uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, very, very firm believer in the law of attraction and like, you know, like-minded people get attracted to each other and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I remember that clearly, I mean, uh, just about got through A-levels. I remember, you know, getting A-level grades and, uh, my headmaster wrote to my parents at home saying, uh, I think, uh, Jinesh, you know, when they write your full name, you know, it's serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're in trouble. <laughs> I think Jinesh should be looking at different options. He may not get into, uh, dentistry. And when I got my grades, I was like, amazing. I got into King's College, which was my first choice. And I I rocked up on the first day and genuinely the first person I met on campus who was on my tutor group right next to me was Kish at the age of 18. And uh, since then, it's it's been an amazing story, an amazing journey uh, together. And it's funny because Chris and I, we, we, we worked together in a bank many years ago. And I, I joined that bank at the very back end of 1999, and it was like November, December 99, something like that. And by March 2000, we decided to, to buy a business together, which now advising people, and I'm sure you guys are saying, you know, having known somebody for only three or four months and then deciding to jump into bed in a business relationship kind of seems a bit foolish when you look back on it. (laughs) But I think if you meet somebody and you have that connection and you know you share the same things and things that are important to you and what you're going to do, some people it takes forever to find that person, some people never do, and other people find that person really quickly. And you guys sound a little bit like us in that there was just a click as soon as you met. I think that's the 
I just want to clarify, clarify to the listeners, this is a business talk, not a relationship <laughs> marriage advice <laughs> from Andy about relationships. Then, you know, but, 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 and this up. is relationships <laughs> FM. Isn't business about relationships? Talking about, talking about love at first sight and all that stuff. <laughs> Hang on, let me just get Marvin Gaye out. <laughs> <laughs> So you obviously, you obviously that, that, that first day encounter, that this, this, this friendship spark happened and you've just done a bunch of stuff together since then. Yeah, pretty much. I, I think when we got together and it was, you know, the, it's the end, we were very much about energy. And then and when you meet someone, whether it be friends out and about and the energy that came together uh, when I met Kish and became very good friends. And obviously the business has developed later on. But our personalities, I mean, those who know us are polar opposites as well. And that's where our strength lies, lies as well. Mm. I'll tell you what, tell us the bit, because obviously we've, we know you quite well. Um, and, and our listeners probably don't know that bit about the when you qualified. They or, don't know. They don't. So, no, we, we get asked often. I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff on social. Are you guys only qualified a few years ago? How are you doing what you're doing? And one of the things you started off was saying you guys are like dental celebrities and doing this and that. I mean, to be honest, we've just done what we've done and followed our path and stuck focused to it. And I think everything that's happened and, and the uh, practices and success has been a sort of a byproduct of that. Uh, and we started this, I mean, we qualified in 2007 from King's College London. So by any, it's not, none of this happened overnight. Um, and I think a lot of times what you see on social media is just the uh, emphasis of what's been happening, but the plans and, and the foundation was set long time ago with our path as well yeah i think yeah. we started talking about sort of our vision about you know what we wanted to do uh post qualifying and that was sort of you know be the best dentist that we could possibly be invest in ourselves on that front but then also look at the business side and how we can sort of you know have a few practices and make a difference to sort of the local communities and i think that both of us were fortunate enough to have the same shared vision and that's why we sort of our paths aligned Mm. But also that thing you say about being different and it working, that Venn diagram is so important. And I must yeah. admit, when you see people who <clears throat> are truly in business on their own, you know, guys like Shaz, who we know from Digimax, you know, he's mm, like yeah. the, the the founder, the CEO, he's, he's the everything. Not having somebody to, to lean on or share the experience with, to, to me, that's incredible. I, I couldn't do it. I, I need people around me because I'm pretty rubbish at a lot of things. Some things I'm okay at, but I'm, I'm rubbish at a lot of things. So to have that responsibility and do it all yourself is incredible. So when you have that Venn diagram where I'll take care of this and you take care of that and it works well, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah to totally agree with that. I think um, one of the most important things in, in what we do is um, sort of understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are. So where exactly, as you said, we sort of bounce off each other, myself and Jin, right? So where I might be stronger in something, he's um, maybe not as good, but then vice versa, where he's really good at something I may not be as good. And we know what suits what situation. So yeah. it works really well. So in your in your respective families, was there kind of entrepreneurial, is, is there a history of business? Is there a kind of entrepreneurial flair that has been kind of passed down through the genes and that gave you that edge to get going? Or what's, what's, what's the background there? Yeah, I mean, look, my, my father, mother and father, both are pharmacists. And uh, they're both from Kenya. And uh, those of you know, you know, the Indians who migrated from Kenya in, in the 70s and late 60s during that time had a very much entrepreneurial vision. And because they came to this country with very little education, studied here, got educated and realized we want to build something. 
So we need to work hard at it. And I think we've seen it with not just our parents, I mean, uncles, aunts, and I think Kish would relate as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've seen the growth of that. And that was, that really stuck in our minds where if you want to get something, <clears throat> if you want something, work hard, have a clear vision, and you can achieve it. Yeah, same thing. So both my parents, pharmacists, uh, owned a business. Uh, but in addition to that, you know, when I was at university, uh, every Saturday, I had a Saturday job. I remember going out five days a week and then waking up after two hours sleep on a Saturday morning and working in a builder's merchants, who, which was owned by my uncle. It's not changed. And, you're not working in a builder's merchants, but you're still getting yeah. by on similar sleep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and you know what? It was amazing because uh, back then they only had two or three stores um, and sort of their journey has been an immense and sort of I've learned a lot from it. They've gone from two or three stores to turning over nearly 300 million pounds and they IPO'd about a couple of months ago. So, you know, we've always had that sort of ent- entrepreneurial sort of um family around us which has helped us in our journey Mm. and do you think Mm. that do you think that gave you a head start um and i don't mean a leg up in terms of money or anything but in terms of mindset and thinking did that mean that you were more mature than lots of your peers because you had that kind of background and you'd seen it as kids and it was already something that was within you thing is i think one of the most important things that stuck out during all of those times was the the value of hard work Mm. Um, you know, uh, both our parents, pharmacists on their feet, 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm. Um, I remember my dad wouldn't be able to come on, on holidays with us, uh, because, you know, he was running the pharmacy and as we said, he was, he was doing that pretty much by himself. So you sort of saw that side of it as well. Um, and then that, that sort of ingrained in our memories, um, and that sort of that value of hard work and that ethic is still with us today. I think one of the things I like about you guys and your story is that fact of wasn't it was it the last year you both failed or something? I can't quite remember when the story. Well, why do you have to bring this up and rub oh, it? In? I just thought it's why a, do you have to bring it and rub it? Because it like makes how you, you said it, last year, right? It makes you real, boys. It makes you real. But I think that's that's a great one, is it? Because you you sort of start off your dental career, but it almost came to a bit of a juddering halt because you suddenly realised that you know your hard work at that moment in time it was like flip you know we we've got to do something because of where we were and i think that's to me i know when you told the story i was like that's a brilliant you know what would you be 22 or something you know to 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 sort of almost be pulled back and say right boys if you want to do something you've got to get really get your head around it and, I mean, and i think that's one of your drives you know that's your first for me that was one of the first things i thought flip you can see where that ambition and drive mm. you've got your family but also you've got yourselves because you you went you know just knuckled down and got on with it i mean i mean that time we can look back at it now and sort of say look it worked out well but it was a scary time because i mean i was probably going down the route of not getting through university i mean we'll go through later on but i spent most of my university partying and djing in clubs and stuff uh but when the finals results i mean the finals year was when all our sort of topics came together we we're on clinics more and we loved it and we actually did fairly well on the written papers and it was a one case that we both failed on yeah. and at king's college back then we had about 220 students in our year which is which is a lot of students and the results will go up on the wall for everyone to read. So uh, we all had to walk down. And those of you, you know, went to King's College, uh, New Hunt's house, on the board, they'll put all the results. And you have to find your name. And um, myself and Kish were there with everyone else looking for our name. And we couldn't find it. And down the hall, right down the hall, someone shouts out, Jin, your name's down here. 
And I thought, this might be a special board. I might have a distinction. Honorary <laughs> like member of, you know, Kings, they're going to put a statue up of me. <laughs> and I ran down and I was on the failure list. And um, getting that, and, and it, it was it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was hard when we got it. because And especially because of, um, you know, seeing our parents work so hard and, and the pressure. My, my dad, you know, typical uh, Indian dad, Asian dad, you know, uh, son, you can only be, you know, a doctor, dentist, or a failure. Uh, <laughs> I know I, I succeeded in the third one. But, Gene, and, um, Gene yeah. can I ask you what what was your what was your dad's reaction when when you said was it was he like no, oh no, it's I, okay you can try harder next time or whatever? I kid you not. And this you know part of I mean those who know who know uh, Asian parents, especially dad. You know I, that's the most thing I was scared of going home. Dad will be ready with some weapon. Whether it's a flip-flop, <laughs> <laughs> <one of y'all. laughs> and um, I, I got him. I told him what's happening. He goes, "Okay, that's fine. You just put your head down and do it again." And yeah, he, you know, he, when he turned around to me, and I was like, "Damn, that! I mean, yeah, I just have to push hard now." And then when the results were there, I remember reading my name, and then right below mine. <laughs> <laughs> Was your best friend? He just, he just thought. He just thought because I've pretty much passed every year. Jin um, was not the same. Okay, I think uh, Jin, you failed first year. No, no, listen, listen. We were always top three. <laughs> Keith was in the top three from the top. I was in the top three from the bottom. <laughs> so we were always doing well. So um, I was but, uh, Jin, uh, Jin decided to drag me down with him. Uh, just <laughs> oh, that's why I blame Jin for an extra six months. But, um, but no, look on on a on a serious note. Uh, one thing I have to say is that as much as we joke about sort of our, the pressures of uh, Indian parents and this, that, and the other, the support that we got, you know, saying, look, don't worry about it. Things happen in life that are beyond your control. But as long as you learn from this and you go on and you push and you keep growing, that was one thing that, you know, my, my grandmother said to me when I, when I told her the news, because, wow. you know, it's one of those things that they always look out for that, that sort of your past, you become a dentist. You think you go through five years of university life, it's always going to be, you're going to qualify, you're going to qualify. Mm. There's not going to be any hiccups along the way. Unfortunately, that's not that's not how it goes always. You know, mm. there's always going to be hiccups. <clears throat> but having that, having that structure and system to encourage you and motivate you and, and build you up, but also being that safety net and catching you when something doesn't go well, that's strong families, isn't it? You know, and yeah. that thing that, you know, that that trepidation of going back to your, your respective parents and saying, like, it didn't go well. But strong families in those moments that's when they kind of get their arms around you and say it's fine it's all right you know it's worse things can happen and i've always learned a lot more from failure from success anyway i think when something goes wrong you really reflect on on what happened and you come out of it so much stronger and in in a weird way you know failure is perhaps a harsh word but something not going well early on Mm. probably helped you really think more critically about the things that you're going to do going forward and make sure that you had all the foundations in place yeah, for it to go I well. So. I tell, to me, I, changed, I just thought it's a great one because mm. it's like, char- you know, that phrase everyone bandits around or it's character building. <coughs> but the answer is, you know, you, you had a bit of a kick in the teeth, really. And then out of that, it was like, oh, okay. And and this is, you know, where you've got to now in, in a relatively, what was that? That was 07, did you say you qualified? That was 07. So what yeah. is it? It's 14 years later. And yeah. uh, how many practices have you got now? We own 12, about to complete on the next <coughs> few more. So we'll hit 15 by mid next year. And the thing is, you're both, you, you, I mean, you are insanely busy. You know, I, I, yeah, we, we, we speak quite a lot and, and we kind of turn up at a similar event. 
it's just mad that your work rate is off the charts. So how do you manage it and how do you prioritize what you do? Because there's no shortage of things to do. And I, we all know that successful people work to structures, but between the two of you across all the things you do, how do you prioritize what you do and how do you manage it to make sure you're focusing on the big things and mm-hmm. go, don't get distracted? I mean, for, firstly, uh, we, we, there's two of us. There's also my brother. We've got a lot of other people in the team supporting us as well. Uh, so Jit, my younger brother, he's part of the small clinic group. Again, a totally different personality. Where I'm, you know, fire, just going at 800 miles an hour. Kish is looking at the risk. Jit, let's not blow all the money now. He's <laughs> looking at the daily operations, making sure we've got everything in check to make sure we can grow. And I think having the right team is so important to make sure we can delegate and grow properly as well. And I think by having each other, we keep each other in check as well. Yeah. Whether it be physically, mentally, making sure family lives are okay, making sure Kish has seen the kids and wife, I make sure I'm checking in with him. It's, it's so true. I think, look, uh, we we manage, again, we've sort of gone on a journey in that sense as well. But as we've grown, the team has grown. And I think that has allowed us to sort of prioritize what's important in terms of the growth, uh, how we can keep pushing and keep sort of, you know, buying new practices or how we can grow the academy, um, how we can reach more people. Uh, but that only has happened as a result of a strong team behind us. Mm. And talking about reaching <laughs> reaching people, both of you guys are, are hugely active on, on social media and there's a constant debate of, you know, it's good and it's bad. And, and it is, there's, there's a good and bad side of, of everything. How's, how's social media impacted kind of you guys and your business in terms of exposure? Because like I say, you, you spend a lot of time, you produce a lot of content, so it's clearly part of your strategy. Oh, 100%. I mean, look, firstly, we're not, and I'm going to show my age, we're not from the social media generation. I mean, <laughs> when we qualified, Facebook wasn't around, it was just invented. So I remember getting a phone call from Shaz, a good friend of all of ours, from Digimax, uh, a couple of years ago, Kish, wasn't it? 2018? 2018, yeah. And he goes, listen, boys, uh, you have got no social media presence and I go, Shaz, I have no intention of media presence. Because <laughs> you need to for the brand. And then when we looked at it, we realized, you know, how Instagram is growing, Facebook, and you have to keep up with the times. You have to keep up with the next wave, the next five years, how it's all developing, how education is going, how our colleagues are developing, patients. So yeah. uh, I think social media has been fantastic for the growth of the academy and the practices. Obviously, there is a downside that comes with it as well. And you need to treat it. If you're using it for business, it's a business tool. Treat it like a business tool. Look at it like a business tool. Uh, and it will serve its purpose. Would you agree, Kish? Yeah, I think I totally agree with that. I think that the most important thing for us is that it is sort of, uh, as Chaz sort of correctly pointed out, we're doing all these things, but um, but no one is, was seeing what we were doing. And because we are so active in terms of the practice side and also education-wise as well, mm-hmm. it's so important for people sort of to be able to relate to us uh, it gives us a voice and it's such a great platform in, in order to, like I said, reach people. Um, and Jin correctly said it is really important to understand that we're using it sort of as a business tool, but also also because we also want to show the side of us that that is relatable to people. We do work hard, but we also play hard as well. 
mm. have to balance the family life. You know, we balance the, the gym. We balance a lot of things, but this is our lives and this is what we are portraying. But I think increasingly people people yearn for that, don't they? I think when we um, look at businesses <clears throat> very quickly, you want to kind of get behind the business. Somebody like Ben Francis, a gym shark, he's good at, at kind yeah. of showing you who he is and, and what he's about. And I think people like that. I was listening to an interview with Ed Sheeran recently, and he was talking, somebody said to him about Instagram in particular, and he said it's a promotional tool. He says, if I've got some new music or video, he says, that's what it's for. It's, it, I use it to promote things. He says, if people want to put pictures of themselves up there for different reasons, he says, that's fine. And I think if you work out the purpose of why you're doing it, you then don't get distracted. And also you don't take stuff personally because you just chuck content up. And your, your, your reason is I need to stay relevant and I need to stay in people's eyes. And if you just keep doing that, that, that works. I think where it goes down a dark hole is when people are using it for perhaps ego purposes. Yeah, and, and and well, I think Jim, you probably remember this conversation where we started off our sort of social media presence. It was we were very, very adamant that we wanted to portray uh, what we are like, but also to show people that you know it's not all just about sort of working, working, working. That you need to have a really good balance in life yeah. mm. uh, because you need to enjoy what you're doing. And and you know a lot of people get sort of get consumed with work life and and the enjoyment or the passion goes and. We're so passionate about what we do, and we just wanted to sort of portray that to mm. everyone. Mm. And your your brand is very strong, and I, I don't just mean kind of you know your 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 word smile and and, and the, the black and the blue lights everything. How you present yourselves is is very strong. Was it was that something that was kind of organically built by you guys? Um, did you sort of sit down and, and design it? Is it just core to who you are? Where, where did all that come about? Because my, my follow-up question to that, and is that something that it obviously resonates with your team because they're your sort of people, but does that also flow through to the practices and patients? No, it's, it's good you ask. I mean, it's funny. Someone put up a picture the other day of me 15 years ago. I think 15 or 20 years ago. And it's weird. I look, I look the same. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> a little bit more greys. Um, and someone goes, oh, yeah, you're the Asian Pharrell Williams, you know. <laughs> and I'm like... I think I need to get rid of my 2000 look now. Just with a lot um, of hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think, I mean, the, the image, first looking at the brand, uh, I think you need to believe in your brand. You need to be linked to your brand. You need to love it. If you don't love it, if you don't, you know, absolutely passionate about it, you cannot push it. So for us, you know, the whole black you know, background, the whole white logo, the small logo, the light blue, we, you know, customized it. It took a long while to get that whole, look to yeah. go um initially it was slightly different colors but we need to love it as soon as we loved it then we can push it out into the market yeah. and when we're speaking about it we're passionate and that way it'll filter through the teams as well uh and, and our patients it's very yeah, cool the backgrounds expect. actually when you look at your you know i, I noticed you know you've got dr kish dr Jin. i mean that's just like quite cool isn't it yeah. well I, 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 had, I had to i had to write dr kish because the amount of kish patels are out there <laughs> <laughs> had to stand out from the crowd. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But no, exactly what Jim was saying. I mean, look, we believe in the brand, um, but you've got to be passionate about it as well. And mm. it's got to be synonymous with everything that we're doing. So right from the logo through to what's happening in the practices, how the practices look, how our how our teams see the brand, 
and then how our patients see it. And who so, are who are the brand right. ambassadors in your business? Because obviously you've got quite a, an enterprise now. There's 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 lots of people, lots of moving parts. It spans dental practices and the academy. So you guys at the very top kind of set that vision, have the passion for it. Do you have a system in place to make sure that drops down through the tiers and everybody gets it mm. at every stage? Because in any business, there's no point in you guys believing it and getting really behind it. If then when it gets down to an individual practice level, people mm. are paying lip service mm. to it. So how do you make sure that consistency kind of drops all the way through every, every tier? I mean, it's glad you asked and it sort of comes under something you're passionate about and the culture and values mm. in the practice, which I mean, anyone listening who's growing practices and, and grow, it's, it's difficult to maintain that. I mean, going to 15 practices now and making sure the receptionist in the Norfolk practice has got the same passion and values as us is difficult yeah we've set uh levels in place which kish will go through and how we've done it as well yeah i mean look uh right through the team right from us i mean we have regular meetings i mean yesterday we spent uh, the whole day doing sort of leadership training with our managers um and you know it's so important to to train everyone up and also to make sure that they understand what our culture and vision is um mm. and you know i remember that, well, yesterday we sat there and we did a vision board so we spent about two hours going through, you know, the vision for the practices, the vision for the team, uh, visions themselves, the managers as leaders as well, and as a group as a whole. And that way we make sure that our vision, our cultures and values are aligned with our managers. And we've told our managers to then go and do the same thing with their teams. So again, sort of that, that culture is, is, is passed on through the, through the tiers. Yeah, smart. And, and, so and, and you say it and you say, it and it sounds so straightforward. I think lots of people find that that quite hard and challenging. And I think in many cases, it's because the vision isn't truly being delivered and believed on a daily basis by the person that creates it, because it wasn't really their vision. It was something that was kind of created. And then they thought, oh, yeah, we'll do that because that's right. Whereas if you truly believe it, other people are going to buy into it because it matters to them. It's passion. Now, you, so you have to believe it. Uh, you can't BS. You have to believe into it. You have to know why you're doing it because that will resonate. I mean, if you're BSing, as humans will, and our teams will pick it up. So you have yourself and why you're doing it. And I think that's a major thing. Uh, you need to know why. Why are we doing all the practices? Why are we creating all this? Mm. And it never, ever comes down to money. And I think Kish is quite passionate about the why. Why have we done all this? Yeah, I have this conversation with a lot of young dentists and they also like, so I was like, why do you want to buy a practice? And a lot of them are because, you know, it'll give me more work-life balance. I'll make more money. Um, you know, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll have more time off. And I'm like, it's actually completely the opposite. I was going to say, you can, you can answer no to all those three questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but your, your why has to be so strong, you know. Uh, we're so passionate about, you know, serving our local communities. We want to make a difference to people's lives. Um, and as Jin said, it's not about the money. As soon as it becomes about the money, it just, you know, things don't go the way you want them to go. Mm. No, I you know, make different decisions. That's a short lived. Yeah. Yeah, it's and financially I think if, motivated, your your vision is different. Yeah, and also I think if you're doing the right sorts of things, money follows the event. Yeah, I think if you're yeah. doing the right things, the money will come. Uh, I think if you start with the objective of, of it making money, then it's probably not going to be a brilliant business. And th this is exactly what we tell our teams. I said it's, it's never about the money. Uh, everything is about making sure that our patients come first. We uh, give the best quality of care that we can possibly give to our patients, not only clinically, but from a hospitality level as well. Um, you know, there's so many different sort of moving parts to running a practice. But if everyone's mm. got that same vision that our patients come first, 
yeah. and you know, we give them the best care that we could possibly give them, irrespective of whether they're NHS or private, mm. then, you know, I think then everyone wins. Yeah. And that's the, that's the most important yeah. thing for us. I mean, you, oh, so, so and hopefully the, that, that enthusiasm when the practices that you bring into the fold, the team actually sees that and thinks, yeah, we can buy into that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's that thing we, we, we've said to people, I mean, nobody ever comes to work wanting to do a bad job or be rubbish. Sometimes they might have a bad day, but generally people mm. actually want to be good. And the, the same with dental team, you know, they want to help patients. They want to be good. They yeah. want to provide the best service. And if you give them that environment, then that's got to be yeah. amazing. That's all it is. And, and you know, we, we do a lot of training sessions with a lot of our dentists, a lot of our reception team nurses. And that's exactly what we tell them. We say, like, it's not about the money, but it is about giving the best service that we can do to those patients. And that's how we that's why we do a lot of symposiums, you know, three or four times a year for the dentists, for the nurses, mm. for the reception mm. team, just to yeah. make sure that they all understand exactly what we believe. Mm. I mean, you, you guys move fast, um, as does dentistry. So you're, there's a nice fit because you're fast moving guys, but in a fast moving profession. The last year, 18 months has, has seen, you know, uh, changes come through because of COVID and virtual consultations and AI is coming into the profession. Where, where do you see the guys going, the, the profession going in the future? You know, are we going to see more AI led dentistry? What Robot does that, dentists. That, well, yeah, how does this impact oral health? You know, you, I know we're sort of trying to sort of project out probably sort of 20 30 years but what's your sort of thoughts for the future so i think it's definitely digital we've got to embrace the digital age it's so important i mean we've got a vision that by end of 2022 all of our practices will be fully digital you know it's it's a, it's part of the initiative of going greener mm-hmm. and uh, making sure that you know we're helping the environment at the same time but also from a from embracing technology, we want to be innovative. We want to be pushing the boundaries. Mm. And one of those things is to make sure across all the sites, again, irrespective mm. of NHS private, every, everything is going to be digital going forward. When we're talking digital, we're talking about intraoral scanners, iTero scanners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to keep up with every technology. I, yeah. I think uh, with the AI side, I mean, we're working with a couple of teams from America, uh, yeah. bringing stuff over uh, on, on that side. And it's phenomenal what it can do. And I think it can only aid our diagnosis, uh, diagnostic skills and the care we give to our patients. So I think the way it's moving towards um, AI and things, it's amazing. The only thing which has held us back is probably the NHS and uh, the mindset of a lot of dentists in the UK. Uh, and I think as this is developing and, and sort of the, there's a big shift coming along, uh, mm, that will definitely. change. The, I mean, the last couple of years, we've seen how much everything has changed in dentistry UK. Mm. And I think social media has helped in a way where dentists can see other dentists work now the caliber of dentistry yeah photography you know the skills everyone's got They're, everyone's pushing more doing more courses flying abroad to learn the newest you know skills from america or is italy or europe but that's good for the profession and good for patients isn't it you know that that, that ups the game for everybody mm, yeah, across the board yeah. so from a patient point of view and also just how uk dentistry is perceived you know that there's there's, there's there's no downside to that I mean, we, we were just at the awards a couple of weeks ago with, with you guys. Yeah. And I was just watching all the practices up for best practice. And I looked at Kisha go, the caliber of practices now and the branding and logo and every one of them was amazing. So I'm, all, all it's doing is helping UK dentistry and the patients are going to benefit. Mm. Yeah. We, we would say that there's, healthy competition is always a wonderful thing. And yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think, you know, in terms of what Jin said about the awards, but also in terms of, you know, different people are pushing different things out there. 
and uh, there's a lot of AI companies coming through. There's a lot of digital technology coming through. It's only going to help change the profession in a good way. Mm. And I agree. I think that the the technology that's available is probably way ahead of what we're using at present. Um, yeah. I think there's a there's a, a learning and an understanding need that needs to catch up because I think the tech's there. Um, it's just people getting comfortable with with using it. And in a weird way, I think in some ways, um, lots of the digital stuff did kind of come out through COVID. You know, virtual consultations have been talked about, and it was a real outlier. Yeah, some people were doing virtual consultations, whereas now, you know, for lots of practices, that's kind of the mainstay of how they have that first interaction with patients. And I don't think that would have been in place to the extent it is if it wasn't for COVID. So occasionally you get these things that come from left field and kind of kick it on. A real seed change. I think there's, I think genuinely there has been a change in the attitude to dentists as well. Mm. I think somehow it has managed to move away from being painful and unpleasant to actually being required and enhancing. Yeah, really appreciated and valued. Population, yeah. But somehow I sort of feel that that population's grown that's more receptive to dentistry. Yeah. I always think it's funny, isn't it? You know, if you if you went to America, they'd introduce their orthodontist as, you know, almost like their mate, mm. whereas they'd introduce the dentist here as the git who charged them loads of money or caused them huge pain or something. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, you probably wouldn't even introduce the dentist, would you? You know, you'd be you'd be sort of like not even mentioned on on anything. Yeah. And, I, and I do think that's that's it's changing, changing. Yeah. which is great, actually, because you do. You know, we, we've sort of said a lot of times, you know, there's very few professions where you really can change something someone's life of their 100 their, their personality oh, the way confidence, they look at stuff everything, by what yeah. you do it, it is an amazing yeah um profession and skill and an art to have for mm. sure yeah and mm. that sort of links back to what we we're discussing earlier about you know our own branding and the logo on it up here uh and it's good to see so many associates branding themselves mm. because the power has shifted from practice owners like myself and gish to associates now and oh yeah you're of super associates who can walk in commanding whatever they want and I think any young dentist now, I would encourage it. Build your own brand. Because the thing is, you don't need to copy anyone else or be anyone else. You've got your own personality. You've got your own style. Use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would recommend, you know, build your own style and brand. We're constantly, constantly encouraging these guys to do that. Because it's if you don't, we, it's almost like you're going to be left behind. Because uh, access to patients, the world is a lot smaller now that you've got Instagram and social media. Mm. So you, you can reach patients without having to go through the practice route. So yeah. uh, we tell young dentists, put yourselves out there, showcase your work, do good quality work, invest in yourselves, but create your own brand as well. It's yeah. so important. That's who patients come to see, right? Yeah, yeah. And on, on a practical point, if they create their own brand and sort of end up working in various practices, thinking about HMRC and, uh, you know, looking at self-employed as opposed to employed, you know, that that, that just is another step, isn't it? That sort of says, actually, I'm my own person. I'm not reliant upon principle to give me patience. I'm not reliant. So it's, it's probably almost a, not a bad defensive move in a, (laughs) in a way. Yeah, I'm not saying that should be your motivation to do it, but it helps. Probably not a bad it helps. Yeah. <clears throat> so, from a business point of view, uh, yeah, you're you're business leaders in your own right, and lots of people look to you, um, you know, for for direction and and, and motivation. Who, who inspires you guys? Who, who do you look to in terms of business leaders that inspire you? So, uh, we were very very fortunate in terms of in our careers to have two very great mentors. Um, oh, thank you. That's really nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we're very. We might need to. We might need to edit this. Bit. We're very honoured. We're very honoured. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I interrupted. Yeah, you. Yeah. 
<laughs> you guys are great. You guys are great. But it wasn't you guys, unfortunately. I <laughs> know uh, we had Nicola Gore and Sumir Khan, and um, you right. know they've been so instrumental in our careers. Uh, they always said, "Guys, look, invest in yourselves. Uh, don't chase the money." The money will come. Just make sure you do good quality dentistry, but also not only on the clinical side. I mean, they were continuously investing in themselves as we were sort of going through our careers, but and they still are. Um, but also from a business side as well. You know, they owned multiple practices. They were business leaders in their own right. Um, probably in a, at a time where it was probably a little bit harder than what we're doing now because, you know, we can reach a lot more people a lot more easily. Their, their work ethic as well was so great. And it still is a lot of good energy there. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. And and like you say, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know Samir as, as, as much, but I know Nicola and yeah, she's, yeah. she's lovely. She's so generous with the time. She's so positive. She's so encouraging. And it's nice to hear that, that you've kind of had that experience over a long period of time as well. So it's yeah. certainly not a flash in the pan type stuff. I know, but no. both of them are amazing. <clears throat> Even Nicola, at this stage in her career, when she doesn't really need to push herself or what she does, the amount she's giving back to colleagues and younger dentists mm. and the book she's written, I think it's phenomenal. And and we always look up to Samir and Nicola, not only for their passion, their energy, but amount, amount they give back to us guys as well and, and dentistry. I was going to say, I think Kish said it. It's one of the, the keys, isn't it, is being generous with your time. 100%. You, know, uh, you, you build a team who uh, we've always said to people, when we even used to work in the bank, you know, what you actually do is you build people who are better than you. <laughs> um, and and then they'll look after you. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's what you should do is you should build people to be better than you, mm. not not as good as you, but better than you. Yeah. So it's been it's been quite a wild ride so far. But where does Smile Clinic and the Academy? Let's kind of let's assume that we're now sitting down and it's 2026, 2027. What what's it going to look like in five, six years' time? Where where are you going with it? I'm still alive for a start. So yeah, hopefully still alive. <laughs> um with the group side of things, we're looking to sort of hit 40 practices in the next two or three years. After that, we'll reassess where we're at. The plan is to keep growing, uh, keep growing, but sustainable growth, um, you know, growing with the right practices, um, buying from the right people, um, and also, you know, growing growing a team of, of uh, good associates, good receptionists, good, just a very good team who have the same ethos and passion we do for dentistry. Um, and I think that's the main thing for us. Uh, we always say we have that number 40 in our head, but it's got to be the right practices with the right people. Why is it 40? Is that how old you'll be? I just like that number, 40. He's like, like that number, number 40. 40. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it, it's nice to have a number to work to. I didn't know if it was a, if it was a significant number yeah. or that was just the one you're going for. Actually, how we old will you be in 2026? <laughs> how old will you be in 2026? 24. <laughs> I wish you old man. I can't be answering that. Come on, we're gonna. <laughs> the, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the Peter Pan of dentistry? Obviously, we can't let something. Like, we, can't, we, we can't let something like that out of the bag. Now, but in terms of the academy, uh, we're taking it international. Yep. Um, I mean, hot off the press, we're launching uh, further diplomas and courses, and the whole idea is to give that a level of education accessible to everyone but get big international lecturers and content well um and that's the plan so yeah take everything international brilliant the most important thing is continue to enjoy what we're doing because i mean we're passionate we're having fun um there's no plan to exit or anything like that at this stage uh and, and we just continue mm. yeah. that balance <clears throat> uh, well I, I i wish you all luck in the world and i'm i'm looking forward to you know working with you following the journey and, and seeing how it unfolds because 
genuinely the, the stuff that you're doing in dentistry it's it's fabulous it's it's uplifting uh, it's positive um the fact that you're looking to bring other people along for no gain for yourself it's good for the profession um so yeah no good good luck to you yeah, yeah. absolutely good luck i appreciate to you. it and then uh, the, those four, the four years can become two if you guys are supply more practice to us. <laughs> I was going to, I'm literally about to say the same thing. I was like, I can't go back. No, no, I was, I was say, look, uh, the main thing we want to show everyone is, everyone's heard our journey. If two failures like us can do what we've done, all the younger dentists, whatever you want to achieve, go for it. And the most important thing is find a mentor. I mean, we're available. You guys, I know Andy yeah. and Chris, reach out. Everyone's here to help each other. And I think the more the profession helps each other, you're going to grow together. Yeah. And, um, you know, people ask us, you know, what the main thing, key things. I mean, firstly, uh, have a clear vision of what you want to do. Have the right team around you. And, and I think life has changed where when, when I grew up, it was Superman. That's one film. And then Spider-Man. Now it's like Avengers. You need a group of you. <laughs> yeah. to pick out Thor. So uh, I think you need the right team around you. And the last thing uh, I would say is what we say is EPDP. So EPDP stands for energy, passion, dentistry, and party. So <laughs> make <laughs> the last thing is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Sure because I mean, we made a joke earlier. You know, five years where we, hopefully we're alive. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. been sad. You know, COVID. A lot of people have passed mm. away, unfortunately, and it's showing life is too precious. So mm. my advice to young dentists, anyone out there, just you know, enjoy what you, whatever you want to do. Enjoy it uh get out there enjoy yourselves and i think it's a really good message i think the danger is if all you're ever focused on is a destination one you don't know if you're going to make it there two you don't know what it's going to feel like when you get there if you can enjoy every little moment on the way you're getting little wins all the time and then if something doesn't quite work out it doesn't matter because you had 20 good things happen last week and you say quite often it's all about the journey and i think yeah it's all about the journey with the right people around you have fun and that's it yeah. But, you know, Chris hit the nail on the head when he said that, you know, you want to build people to be better than you are. And we tell the younger generation, look, whatever myself and Jin have achieved in 10 years, you guys can achieve in half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and the most important thing for us is always finding that mentor. And like you said, life is too short, it's too precious. Uh, we always say any opportunity that comes along, please, please grab it. It's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. No, that's that's, oh, that's that's great. Right, so we always finish up. We always ask um, our guests a couple of questions, but we normally only have a single guest, uh, whereas we've got the two of you today. So we're going to split the questions, and you can answer answer one each. So, Kish, the one for you is: if you could be the fly on the wall in a situation, and you could observe a, a particular scenario playing out, what what would you what would you like to be the fly on the wall? What situation for you? Good question. Good question. Uh, I'm an avid uh, Liverpool supporter. And uh, I love Jurgen Klopp. And I'm going to look at Chris's mug there and he's going to put it away. <laughs> no, I'm just going to hold it. <laughs> especially especially after last week's score, right? Yeah, all right. Um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, uh, Jurgen Klopp, uh, because uh, being in one of his, listening into one of his team talks, you can see we're all about passion for what we do. Yeah. And he's an extremely, extremely passionate individual in terms of footballing and managing and building a team and creating a team and leading a team. And, and that, that is something that I would love to listen in on. Yeah. Sure. And, and I think being a leader of a young group of professional footballers, that's a hard group yeah. to manage. Yeah. No, that'd be a fascinating one. We did. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
And the one for you, Jin, if you could meet somebody, um, uh, you know, a, a real person, fictional character, you know, still with us uh, long, long in the past, who, who would you like to sit down and have dinner with? Peter Pan. It could be fictional as well, yeah? Yeah. I was just saying, yeah, Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> really? Ah, ah, ah. So what I'll do is if I, if, if, if I could send you a mirror and you just put it on the table in front of yourself, because you're the Peter Pan of dentistry. <laughs> Can you imagine meeting Peter Pan? You just fly, never get old. That's what life's about. Yeah, true. Yeah, be, be incredible. It'll be incredible. But I think if, if you know, people like, I mean, people who inspire us, you know, people like Elon Musk and the mindset, mm. uh, how in, over in a short period of time when what they've achieved and, uh, you know, business and growth uh, mindset is something which we look at. So, you know, that'd be f- fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Lovely guys. I know you're incredibly busy. I know you have a schedule which most people would um, would burst into tears if they looked yeah, at. They're going to try pass. and get through in a day. So we really, really appreciate your time. It's always great to catch up with you. Thank you very much indeed. We wish you all the success with the future as well. And yeah, brilliant. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds in the in the years to come. No, absolute yeah, pleasure. I genuinely appreciate the invitation. And again, it's amazing us growing so many so, over so many years, but always also to grow with you guys and work so closely with such amazing people. Genuinely appreciate it. No, I appreciate your time. It's It's been brilliant. Good to see you. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. guys. So there we go. An episode with Dr. Kish and Dr. Jin from Smell Clinic. (laughs) They're great. They are. And I think the thing for me is on one level, it looks like they're, it's all just, you know, fun and games and, and they're so lighthearted about stuff. But when you dig into it and you unpack it, they're smart blokes with a plan, mm. with a strategy. They know where they're going and they're executing yeah. it impeccably. Mm. And I think, I, I do think, I, I, I know I sort of wanted them to tell the story because we know, but that I think the sense of failure that they must have had mm. at walking down the walk of shame to, you know, to, to find you'd found uh, is a massive character building thing because it could sort of go one or two ways, can oh. it really? You know, are you motivated or are you like, oh. I'm sure a lot of people, it would derail them. Yeah, Whereas actually, I think it strengthened their resolve and that, that really sweet thing that when they then went back to their families and their families basically yeah. put their arms around them and said, it's okay, yeah. you know, just, just push a bit harder and it'll be mm. fine. And for anyone listening, it just sort of says, doesn't it, that, that just maybe you failed at something doesn't mean that you can't mm. overcome it. Yeah. It's a, it was great. I think what happens as well is everybody assumes that success is kind of a straight line. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. success <laughs> isn't a straight line. It's no. got dips and peaks. It's more and, like a well, well, yeah. And also you might have to kind of you do a couple of back doubles. Yeah. You might have to come back and then try something yeah. else. And for them, lots of people will see the success they're having and think, well, yeah, that was how it's always been. Mm. But when you really look into what's gone on, you know, it's not always a straight line. No. But there's no doubt they are they are pushing the the demand, you know, or they're demanding of their profession and they're raising mm. the level of expectation. Mm. And that's got to be good for dentists, for practice owners, for patients, yeah. for everyone connected with the profession. Definitely. It's good news. And at the end of it, they are nice guys as well. Yeah, really nice guys. I think that's what yeah. you know, that's what stands them in brilliant stead. Yeah. Yeah, incredibly likable. That was good. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dentology, where we discuss the business of dentistry. If you like what you heard, please do subscribe where you found this episode. That would be amazing. And also follow us on Instagram.